Hello, everyone. This is Jonathan Little. I'm here today with the 161st episode of Weekly Poker Hand. That's a lot of weeks. Three years or so. It's a ton. Anyway, here we are playing a tournament. We're playing 300-600 with a 75 ante with a 50 big blind effective stack. I get ace-king under the gun and raise it up, which is obviously fine and standard. Make it 2.5 big blinds. I think that sizing is perfectly normal. All right, we get top pair, top kicker on the flop, which is exactly where you want to be. So this is a spot where I think betting is certainly fine and standard and normal. If you are going to bet in this spot, you typically want to bet on the smaller side because this is a board where either the opponent has absolutely nothing and he's going to fold no matter what you bet, or he has a good hand that's probably not folding. So in this scenario, the under-the-gun player has what's referred to as a range advantage, meaning that we have way more aces in our range than our opponent, just because our starting range is aces, ace-king, ace-queen, ace-jack, and then not very, not not a ton of other hands. So um, we should have a pretty strong hand here on average, and when you should have a pretty strong hand opposed to your opponent's range, you typically want to bet small because your opponent's just in bad shape, right? And that's a great thing. Um, so in this scenario, I think you want to bet small most of the time. I also think you can check here. Checking is fine because notice we're not really afraid of any turn cards, right? I mean, if our opponent's sitting here with Queen Jack, right? How are we going to get money from Queen Jack? Well, it's going to be tough, but the only way you're going to get money from Queen Jack is by checking. So checking certainly has merit. And as you are less afraid of being outdrawn, you should be a little bit more inclined to slow play. I would actually like checking back more if the board was ace 6-6, six, six, because then you don't have to worry about any of the random gut shots. Like our opponent could just have 5-3 of diamonds here, right? And peel a 2 that now beats us. So we're going to play intelligently on various turns. We, we understand that there are certainly some that are worse for us than others, but this is a fairly safe spot to slow play top pair, top kicker. There aren't very many safe spots to slow play top pair, top kicker, because usually it's quite susceptible to a draw. But... Here, I think it's acceptable, especially if you think your opponent is going to be inclined to bet the turn and or the river if you check behind on the flop. Because what will happen a lot of the time, especially against strong opponents, is they think whenever you check behind the flop, you have mostly marginal made hands and garbage. And if you have a hand like pocket jacks here, for example, and your opponent bets the turn and then bets the river, you're pretty unhappy about that, and quite often you'll end up folding. So... If your opponent's going to try to bluff you off your, you know, quote-unquote obvious jacks, then you need to make sure you can call down some portion of the time. And an easy way to do that is to just put decently strong hands like ace-king in the checking range some portion of the time, and that's going to make you tough to play against. Um, either, either way, though, bet small or check in this scenario. I don't think it matters so much, but I definitely bet small on average most of the time. This time we go check-check, though. Turns an eight, which is pretty much a blank. Our opponent bets 1,800, and now remember what I just said, right? I want to make my opponent think I have pocket jacks or ace two suited or something like that, like a, a relatively weak hand. So if I had a relatively weak hand here, what would I do? Well, I'm just going to call, right? I'm certainly not going to raise a pocket jacks or king queen or anything like that. We're just going to call and hope it goes check check on the river, or maybe we face some small bet on the river or and we can find a call. So I think we definitely need to call here. If we were looking for hands to raise, if I wanted to have a raising range in the spot, I think Ace-King certainly fits in it. We have a very, very strong hand, and it's pretty unlikely we're beat. beat. The only thing we're really beat by here is Ace-8, and then all the various fours, right? 
And depending on your opponent, some players don't have very many fours. Like some players just don't call the preflop raise with five four offsuit and six four offsuit. Some people do, some people don't. So really, we're only against ace four, maybe king four suited, queen four suited, basically all the suited fours. But there really are not very many of them. So anyway, this is a fine spot to call. And we'll consider raising the river if our opponent bets again. Because, well, on the river, it's going to be somewhat dicey, I was going to say. If the river is a 7, a 6, a, or a 5, or an 8. 8, 7, 6, 5 are all somewhat bad rivers. I don't necessarily think the opponent would bet an 8 on the turn. I think a lot of people just check with 9, 8 on the turn. Because it's a marginal made hand, and they understand if a lot of money goes in the pot, they're usually pretty unhappy. So... We're not so worried about the eight, but the seven, six, and five could be quite bad because we can run into the gut shots. But again, there's relatively few combinations of those. Maybe our opponent doesn't even call the preflop raise with six, five offsuit, for example. Um, the question here is if we raise, will our opponent ever call us with worse? And in this scenario, when our opponent bets this river, we probably have the best hand like 80% of the time, some huge amount of the time. Our hand is very underrepresented. We're very happy with our hand. So... That's good, but that's not the only thing you need to look at when you are determining if you should raise for value. And clearly, we're raising for value. We're not bluffing, right? So you want to make sure that you get called by worse hands more than half the time. So what hands will call our river raise? Well, if he has ace, queen, or ace, jack, he's likely to call. What if he has ace, 10, or ace, 9? I mean, maybe he'll call. If he has ace, 8, or ace, 7, notice we lose to those. Will ace, 5 call a river raise? Uh, I don't know. What about ace, Three, I don't know. So you see how we have a lot of hands where it's a little bit dicey. This is a spot where I definitely will use live reads. If my opponent looks somewhat unhappy with his hand, I'll definitely raise. Um, if I think this player's betting all sorts of stuff, quite often those people who are betting a lot of hands in this scenario realize that they have to defend versus a raise a decent chunk of the time so they can't just fold all of their range. So that will lead some people to calling your raise with hands like ace two. Or if the, the opponent somehow has, I don't know, seven, six and decided to play it really weird, maybe he, um, maybe he'll call the raise with that. So this is a player-dependent spot. I think you can raise or call, but I think I'd typically call on the spot. If the river was not one of these middle cards, I would have been much more inclined to raise. Um, but again, I, th- I think this is a spot where you can go either way. Typically, I'll call, though. So I do make a raise. If you are going to raise, by the way, you don't need to make it too big. If you make it... 14,000 over your opponent's 4,000 river bet. Well, now he's probably just going to call you with very good hands. And what are very good hands on this board? Well, it's mostly stuff that beats me, right? So you want to make a small raise so the opponent can at least consider looking at his pot odds and saying, well, I guess I have to call with my 7-6 randomly. Um, So we go for the river raise. If we get re-raised on the river, we're certainly going to fold. It's a very, very easy fold. But this time our opponent has ace-8 and he beats us. So... This is obviously one of the hands that we'll call every time. Clearly, there should be way more ace-queens and ace-jacks in our opponent's range than ace-eights. But at the same time, it's kind of hard to know how many fours are in his range. Because it really could just be like ace-four suited, which there's only ace-four of hearts available, right? So one combination. And then maybe maybe just like five-four and six-four suited. And maybe four-three suited. So there are not very many combinations of those either. So... If there are very few combinations of fours, I think I like the river raise most of the time. But if your opponent's going to be calling preflop with all sorts of fours, like 4-3 offsuit, and, I mean, who knows, queen-4 offsuit, then I think raising's definitely way too thin. So, 
Interesting spots, both on the flop and on the river. What should we even take away from this hand? Just bet the flop and get money in the pot. <laughs> that would make life easy. Um, as for our opponent, I think he played his hand great. I would definitely defend pre-flop, definitely check the flop, definitely bet the turn, definitely bet the river, and definitely call a raise. So well played by the opponent, and when the opponents play well, it's always tough. Um, for those of you who are not following me on Twitter and have not heard about my new book, Mastering Small Stakes No Limit Hold'em, it is available now on Amazon, on Kindle, you know, paperback as well. So check it out. It is about 480 pages long and has about 200 30 range charts where we go through opponents ranges and you know kind of like we just did on the river there discussing how many fours does this guy have that that certainly affects the player's range right uh, we go through all sorts of things like that in this book it's a huge book and it is meant to be a, con- a complete guide for beating the small stakes games and really if you study this book diligently and understand everything in it you'll be able to beat in high stakes games as well so Check it out, Mastering Small Stakes and Element Hold'em. You can get it at jonathanlittlepoker.com slash mastering or just jlpoker.com slash mastering. Check it out. Let me know what you think. Leave a review. And um, thank you very much for watching. Be sure to check back next week for another episode of Weekly Poker Hand.